Welcome to the Low Key Podcast. I'm Tim Malloy, one of your hosts with your other two hosts, Keith Denny and Aaron Lanson. And today we are talking about Kimmy, the latest film from Steven Soderbergh. I think like the seventh film or something that he's directed in the last five years, starring the excellent Zoe Kravitz and written by David Cope, who we learned from Wikipedia is the ninth most successful screenwriter of all time. He wrote films like Jurassic Park and also wrote Kimmy, which is probably one of the reasons Kimmy is so good. Um, my first observation about this movie is that Last week, we wrote about the woman in the house looking out at the girl across the window in the mirror, whatever, which is basically making fun of movies like this. But this movie is like a hundred times better than that movie. Um, Keith, what did you think? Oh, yeah, I definitely agree that it's better than that. Um, which, which this, that, that was a whole entire show and it was much better. Um, I, 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 for the most part, enjoyed it, but I don't know if I enjoyed it more because of the the actor, because of Zoe Kravitz, or because I felt like this was just like the most amazing script or film that I've seen in a while. Um, there were certain things that I definitely enjoyed that they did with the cinematography in the film yeah. um, to show the to show her character's um, emotional and mental state of mind dealing with the um, I don't know how to say this word agoraphobia the fear of going outside type of deal. And, and all that stuff I, I really liked about the film, but I can understand if it has a, um, just like what we were talking about before we got on here, a more a of a divisive um, critic reviews and audience reviews, I can understand that. So that's my, that's my just surface level take on it right now. Yeah, Aaron, you checked the reviews, which I did not do. And they're weird. I'm always curious just to look and see um, how people are reacting, not because it's going to influence what I think, um, not that it can't at all. Um, and sometimes trailers on their own, I think, can be very um, uh, inf influential in how, you know, audiences approach a movie. Um, and sometimes it can be, you know, uh, to the detriment or to the benefit Sonic the Hedgehog, huge benefit. They played some Coolio. CGI didn't look great. They were like, we're going to look self, you know, look within ourselves. We're going to improve this bad boy. And it turned out to be a really great, fun film right before COVID hit. So that was great. Um, you look at something like the Chip and Dale trailer that just came out. I don't know how you could fix that. That looks atrocious. Um, Chip and Dale. Without, without having seen it. There's a Chippendale uh, trailer that just came out, and it's starring um, Andy Samberg and um, oh my Yes. Can you explain um, what you mean by Chippendale? Do you mean the dance? No, no, no. Chippendale, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Sorry, I guess I should have finished that that okay. part. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's whatever. I don't want to get deep into that. It, it looks horrible. Just to be clear. Okay. Um, I want to get kind of deep on that because I have like very recently Googled whether Chippendale are named after the Chippendales dancers or the Chippendales dancers are named after Chippendale the Rescue Rangers. And okay. Chippendale apparently go back to like the 1940s and are named for Chippendale Furniture, which is named mm. as Chippendale. Um, I really, I was really wondering about this for a long time because I think <laughs> just thought to look it up. Yeah, I, I didn't know. But hey, a fun fact, uh, middle of this episode. And one thing I can I say though, Soderbergh is listening and he's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? But here's the thing about the, the reason I brought up trailers is the trailer for Kimmy is definitely, it gives the vibe that you're going to come in seeing like this, like action thriller to some degree. Yeah. Like I think yeah. that's kind of how it, it presents itself. And when you get into the movie, 
it's not that until like the last third of the film, which I think might bother some people. And when you see the audience reviews, that's kind of part of what seems to be getting people riled up. Uh, there's also this thing where people seem to be really upset about its approach to technology and some other stuff. Um, so I don't know, like th- that is just fascinating to me. Um, as far as the movie itself and my impressions, I, I saw the trailers like this looks interesting, but I just because I know or had a good sense of what it was going for, um, I, I didn't expect it to be like some action thing. Like they weren't like uh, our main characters, like this badass super agent because it, it just didn't give that vibe. So I just wasn't expecting that. It seemed like somebody who was going to be somehow accosted because they found out something they weren't supposed to know and then they were going to fight back somehow. That's what I thought I was looking at. In this based, film, I'm sorry, go ahead. Based on the picture of Zoe Kravitz with the blue hair, I 100% thought this was going to be like an ass-kicking female assassin movie like Lucy, that movie we reviewed a little. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the movie we reviewed? Well, there was, there was, you talking about the one where it's like the assassin woman who um, is in it, Japan. Oh, that movie was so good. I can't yeah. think of it right now. Yeah, uh, it, I really, it was Lucy. That was it, right? No, that's not Lucy. That's the Either. one with um Scarlett Johansson. This movie, oh. it has um man, the lady from Margo. Elizabeth Elizabeth uh Winstead. Yeah. Yes, yes. God, thank you. Cause that was gonna kill me. Cause I really do like that movie quite a bit. This one is not that because it's not a superly natural. Well, she's not supernatural. She kind of is because she just survives a bunch of bullets in the other movie. And this one is a regular woman who is essentially working for like the equivalent of like an Amazon Alexa. Mm-hmm. And um, spoilers from here on out, guys, by the way, we're about to blow the lid off this bad boy. Uh, but essentially, she is one of the people who listens to recordings and, um, you know, basically provides suggestions to the programming to better um, be able to respond to people using uh, the device. So this is actually, and I think a lot of people know this now, maybe they don't, but you can go to your Alexa. And I think Google does it with whatever their device is called. So I can't remember off the top of my head, but you can download all the recordings. So every time you say Alexa, and then it answers you, you can see every log, every single thing you've ever said to it. Like Amazon does allow you to download this. This is, you know, not a hidden thing. They have everything you've ever said to that Alexa in a directory that you can just pull up and read. This is not in the future stuff. This is today's technology. So that's one of the things that's really interesting is a lot oftentimes with this sort of stuff, even if you go back five years, this wasn't something that was like in our house. It was in movies, but it wasn't in our house actually functioning this way. And even some of the things where you're like remote turning on the device has just been turned off. That's a thing. Like all these things are real applications of technology today. This movie so is a rear window with an Alexa type or Siri type technology in every home, pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. becomes a huge factor in the murder and it becomes a huge factor in solving the murder. And uh, it turns out that the creator of the technology is also responsible for the murder, mm-hmm. which ties together very neatly. Yeah, no, I, look, that's very convenient, you know, whatever. And for the purposes of the film, they just try, because I guess like what well, they're about to sell an IPO or something. So the dude's going to be super rich pretty soon and yada, yada, yada. Um, but it's basically this idea of what does a, a small individual in this whole, you know, uh, cog, um, if they hear something like this, like, how does it handle? And the thing is, 
we do have cases, real cases, where it's come up. Like, okay, like, okay, back in the day, before this technology, there'd be something like a parrot heard a murder. And right. before their owner gets killed and the and the parrot keeps saying the murder thing and the name of the person who's now considered a suspect in the murder. And it's based, it's a suspect because the parrot keeps saying the person's a suspect. And like, this kind of stuff has happened before. But now in today's technology, we do have circumstances where there are cases, use cases, where you go, okay, the Alexa or whatever has picked up a murder. What happens? Like, legally, what happens? We don't actually have, like, clear understandings of this yet and if a human being hears this kind of the question this movie is asking out loud is like what are the legal ramifications of this and like like can they just hide this stuff can you just delete all these things like i mean it's just asking some really interesting questions and so i'm interested in it from that standpoint but also individually this character and the way they've built these things up and talking about the current situation we still find ourselves in where COVID is a thing. This woman is scared to, to go outside and maybe she had anxiety before that, but COVID certainly doesn't help. And even through that, because she wants to do right by this woman who had this crime committed against, and she doesn't even know who, who did it. She didn't know it's like the boss boss, you know, at the yeah. company. What I like is that she's, you know, we see that she has this incredible weakness and that she can't really go outside. She's very scared to leave the house. COVID made it much worse. And the thing that finally motivates her to leave isn't this boyfriend that she has in the office across the street through Mm -hmm. a complicated series of circumstances. It's protecting this other woman. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hero right there. Um, Yeah. Which I thought was very cool and a good touch. Like everything in this really adds up really well. And I think like a great movie is a movie kind of like the matrix that gives you like a big picture thing to think about. The original matrix. The original matrix and none of the following matrix. Matrices. (laughs) I don't know. Um, but a movie that gives you a big idea to think about for a long time and then also gives you an entertaining self-contained story. And this one has a super entertaining self-contained story. Um, and then also this big picture idea of, you know, how much of this technology do we want in our lives? I don't have an Alexa in the house. Um, I do use Siri most of, um, occasionally, but I mostly, if you downloaded my Siri recordings, it would basically be being like, shut the fuck up, Siri, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah I need to turn right. Apple CarPlay off. I'm getting more and more concerned about because like even when i'm not using navigation stuff like it's constantly just uploading that data to like every navigation app i have like i I know that for a fact because i watch it do it i um i was gonna add that i feel that the story is such a self-contained story to me personally that i don't really care about anything that i guess is supposed to be the big picture stuff Mm-hmm. And I and I think that may have something to do with how it's written and like what's the overall focal point. And that's also why I don't feel that it operates as well as a thriller in the way that people may have expected it to be in a sense, right? Yeah. So I like agree with that. you know, like when y'all seen the y'all, you know, we all had our own like opinions of, you know, first off what it was like. And I I kind of thought it was gonna be something similar to like the girl with the dragon tattoo, right? Okay. But then I saw that the movie was only an hour and 20 minutes. And I'm like, no, it's not going to be all of this with these different twists and turns. Thank goodness, by the way. Oh, thank yeah. I, I like shorter movies now. I, I really I, appreciate I, it. I really, really liked that it was short. But I knew when I saw the length of the film that it wasn't going to be the type of film that I thought it was going to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And then as we get in, I say probably like 30 minutes of it. It's, it's like, oh, this is really just about this woman overcoming this phobia. Right. That's literally like pretty much the bulk of the film is is really to me is it's her story 
and how she goes through all of this to um like like what tam said to become a hero and to step pretty much face her fears and stuff and I don't know. I, I think in, in, when you look at it that way, that makes it a kind of a motivational film in itself, right? That's, in a sense, disguised as a thriller in some type of way. You, you know something else about this movie that's actually pretty cool? So, because like, like you guys have pointed out, it works on, on like these uh, micro and macro levels. But I, I do want to point out something. Me and my wife. <laughs> we, <laughs> so we haven't gotten to the part before we get to Kevin, I mean, we should talk about Kevin. I think Kevin's actually super Kevin interesting. The, Kevin, the boyfriend? No, Kevin's the white dude who's like oh, up, the, up watching Kim. Are you talking Kim. about he, Buck he, he's from watching Home him. Alone? What's the night, Buck? Yeah, night? yeah. That, is that his brother? Yeah, that's the brother, and then his oh, name is Kevin in the movie, which is like Kevin McAllister. That is, right? I didn't know where I knew him from. Yeah, that's, that's where he's from. And Are then you she do like some Home Alone shit at the end of the movie. And yeah. I'm like, is it just me or did they just do Home Alone this movie? Like, they 100% did that on purpose. They had yeah. to. Holy shit. Yeah. Y'all didn't notice that at first? I, I did. didn't know who that was. I was like, I, I knew that guy. Well, well, well not, not that. Well, I noticed the, the trope. I didn't realize who I was watching. So that's kind yeah, of that's, funny. That's, and then his name, Kevin. Because that could have been like any actor. That guy was good, but that could yeah, have been good. any actor, and they chose him for a reason. So let's just real quick um, get to this because I do think this is the the these characters are the weakest part of the movie, but I think they serve their purpose well. Like the the villains, the, well, the villains, the, the assassins. Um, they like they're silly in a way that I think is kind of appropriate in some ways. Because sometimes I can't tell if like they're being. Um, assholes like like sarcastic assholes because they think they just had the situation under the control under control or they're just kind of like a little inept like there's this moment where the two assassins like they can't get to um oh my god what is zoe kravitz's character's name angela angela so they can't get to, I, yeah i hadn't thought of it yeah yeah that's that's very um that, that name is chosen on purpose anyway um so she gets all the way back to the room after they stab kevin because thank goodness Kevin's watching all the time. First, you're like, is he going to be a creepy stalker guy who's like going to yes. attack her at the end? That's Which what you think was, at the beginning. He was still a creepy stalker guy. Let, let's come back to that. But <laughs> um, but so um, he notices that she's leaving. Obviously, realize something wrong because he's always watching her like she's always watching um, your her kind of long distance, uh, you know, boyfriend kind of sort of not really um, across the street. And. So they stab him. She runs up, gets to her uh, apartment, which, you know, all right, she slams the door on him. And then the other guys there, the leading assassin dude. And they get up there. He starts, you know, talking shit. And then he's like, all right, well, you know, where do we need to look? You know, is this the only copy of all this kind of stuff? Where'd you download this? And then she's finally like, the laptop, the laptop, because he's about to hurt Kevin. And then he's like, all right, go to the laptop. And then she's like, you need the password. And he's like, we already know the password. And it's like, all right, so you already have the password to the laptop, but you didn't just go to the laptop. It's a little weird. Oh, it's little drama. Weird. I know it's drama, but it was just, is it because it's like, are these guys just being assholes? Like, what is this? Because he could have just went to the laptop and put in the password earlier. Now, of course, he didn't have the flash drive. That I mean, he doesn't know she downloaded it from I the, like, the servers. Like I like that the assassins were not perfect at the job because they're pretty fucking good. Like they found her. 
Well, no, the, the tech guy's good. But the tech uh, guy's part of the team. Like, I like that. I like that they weren't perfect at their job because a lot of times in these movies, like Keith and I are watching Righteous Gemstones, when you see assassins in a movie, they're like comically great at being assassins. And like in general, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't expecting them to do perfect. No. Who are like, who they keep calling them like biker ninjas. And they are, oh, yeah. <laughs> they are so scary. Are and you guys going to reference this show every podcast? It's the best show on TV. <laughs> it's pretty much one. It's like, it's, it pretty much could be considered one of the best shows. Oh my god, it's really good. They, um, they're trying to indoctrinate me. I find I'll watch it at some point. Gosh, I, I like that these assassins are just like guys doing their job. And like, I'm at my job, I make a typo sometimes. Like, nobody's perfect, man. But the funniest part was because it was like, it was like this was an understandable mistake because you don't think it's gonna happen. When because, like, first off, when she um you know, turns on Kimmy, like she finds a way to get away, turns on Kimmy, makes it loud, does some other stuff real quick. They don't really see it coming. All right, cool. So she she knows the layout of her place. They don't. She gets all the way up to where the construction is, gets to that nail gun. The dude sticks his head up. Boom, dead. Uh, I, I, know, like, I know I'm studying the obvious here, but I thought it was such good screenwriting that like her supposed weakness of she never leaves the house becomes her strength because she knows everything. Yes. House. I just thought that she was knows good. everything. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Like th- th- there's a lot of things about the way it's it's done that feel like it's put like this. If we're watching a less, um, you know, um, a less skilled screenwriter do this, what probably would happen is the same scene, but like it would feel like it was more out of nowhere that like she can, she knows that she can get up to the next floor because, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she quickly just knows exactly where to go and do this and do that but not like well, you said like they they kind of set that up in a way that feels like it makes sense but what didn't make sense was how quickly she was to kill them people like there was never nothing i think in her character that let me know that she would be able to kill people so coldly in the way that she did it well she does that, that um that they brought back at that oh i'm sorry that was probably the dog i'm sorry there would definitely was like there was this thing like I remember because I remember what, when I saw it when she killed the first guy it was it felt I don't know if it was just me it just felt a little jarring because there was nothing about her character that let me know that like if push come to shove she would be quick to, to kill somebody and even if she did kill them I would have expected her to maybe react in a certain type of way. Cause like just straight shooting a person in the head ain't something that a person just does every day without having some type of reaction towards that. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, is it is there something that I missed later on in the story and her character that let me know that well she can be because we we know she can be a bit calculating, but is mm-hmm. she to the point that she can be a cold blooded killer at the same She's time? calculating. They show her being like emotionally withdrawn, but as you're saying, I don't see anything on screen that definitely just says she's right. she's like that although because so, because to oh, go, go ahead go ahead i was gonna say like for example like mm-hmm. i was like with the girl girl the dragon tattoo right mm-hmm. she she does she can be aggressive and extremely violent and we we see throughout the story why she could be that way and so when she kills somebody in cold blood or you know tortures a guy 
I'm not shocked in seeing it because there was certain stuff about her character that established me that she is this type of person or she has the capacity to be this type of person. Right. Whereas with Angela, I didn't believe it too much. I mean, they did say that part of why she why she does has this fear is because she was assaulted a couple of years ago. So that, all right. Yeah, because that was the next thing I was about to go to. I think part of what's happening, you could argue, is really because this is how i was reading it because it it didn't come to my mind when she was killing but there's this moment because i was watching it with my wife too and she was like oh my god like when they got her in the van she was like oh my god like she's going through in her head again like now i'm about to be assaulted again yeah now it's death in this case but you got to remember she's already heard these people kill and she heard them talk about it in a very calculated way and they've been chasing her like the whole day she so, asked about killing somebody like this for years and years. Yeah, and then they basically had her dead to rights, except Kevin uh, showed up yeah. and gave her an opportunity to get away. Because, like, that's the thing. Like, she's not just based on adrenaline. Like, she's been in a, you know, fight or flight situation for, like, 12 hours, yeah. you know. And then she basically was in a situation where, like, it was over. She was dead. Mm-hmm. You're, like, you're basically just going through, oh, shit, I'm dead for, like, you know, a couple hours, they just driving you around. You can't even move around, right? Like, you just thinking, damn, if I could, like, I'd do this, I'd do it. But, like, there's no room to, like, like act like it's a manga and be in their thoughts and just be, like, hearing them go, damn, if I get a chance, I'd do this or I'd do this. And, man, like, I'd do anything to stay alive. Like, that, there's just no moment where she's speaking aloud that way. And, it, you know, there, if we had another character for her to speak to, maybe that happens, right? But there's just no pause in the action for her to be able to even express that. So, for me running off adrenaline, the fact that her life was basically over in her mind prior to Kevin showing up and a couple other circumstances just happening to work out. There's no, you know, like, oh, like she's a cold-blooded killer moment, but it's like, to me, that's a fight or flight situation. Now, she could have just left Kevin there when she got away, but I think, again, it's like that thing of, you know, these people were trying to solve me. Like, if I don't handle this now, I'm dead anyway because they're going to keep coming after me. Well, I like I liked it too because there is just something to be said for the audience really wants this to happen. Like I really wanted her to escape. I really wanted her to fuck these guys up. And she did. And it was a little bit of wish fulfillment to see it actually happen. And I do think, yeah, the fact that she's like a a killer shot with a nail gun, which she probably doesn't use that often, despite her dad being a contractor all those years ago. Um, maybe not the most believable thing, but it just like scratches an itch. It just like satisfies something that I really want to see happen. And one thing that I love about this movie, and I got like a kind of euphoric feeling at the end, she calls the cops and she just tells the cops exactly what she did. Mm-hmm. Usually in these types of movies, you're like, oh, they did all this stuff. They're going to have to cover it up. Like, I hope they have a good lawyer. Da-da-da-da. But in this case, every single thing she did was totally justified. Like she could just tell the cops straight up, these guys came in, they held me hostage. My boss is a murderer. I shot them all with a nail gun and the cops would be like, cool. Got it. Right. Just like right. when when the, when the boyfriend showed up, the prosecutor, and he was like, oh, <laughs> here, "Here are the flowers." Yeah, I think um, I think that's the thing. Maybe that that bothered me about it was the fact that that's exactly what I kind of wanted to happen, mm-hmm. and it's exactly in my mind what I felt like I would have did. Mm-hmm. But realistically. <laughs> I can't see a situation like that, like playing itself out in that way. Not saying well, that well, she, wouldn't, so, she wouldn't kill them. 
I'm just saying, like, if you've never killed a person in your life, you would think there would be some type of response to it, unless I already know that this person has just the capacity to do it, like, well, so coolly, in a sense. Yeah, like, she know. did it, like, she literally killed them, like, she been doing this. Like, well, so, so <laughs> it so wasn't even sloppy. It was like, it was almost professional. They deserve to die. I mean, I think in your heart, Maybe. if you know that someone deserves to die, it's probably easier. Well, yeah, yeah I think it's that too. But on top of that, I, you know, you know, let, let's think about the creative process of this too. Um, I remember, um, I can't remember, I saw Jordan Peele say this or who it was that, that spoke about this. So I bought, um, I had somehow come across this, I think before, but then I saw some commentary. I remember it was on the DVD or somewhere else. But when I bought Get Out, I watched um, all the deleted scenes or like the, like, and there was like a um, alternative ending and, and the original ending of Get Out. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but the, I can't remember all the characters' names now, but Daniel Kalua's character does not, um, he, he, so, you know, uh, TSA show up in the original, I mean, in the written, excuse me, TSA and what we saw shows up, you know, TS motherfucking A, however you put it, and, and, you know, he's like, all right, man, you know, I got you, da, da, da. Yeah. In the original ending, which they had um, shown to some audiences, the cops show up and he goes to jail. Yeah. That did not feel good. People were real sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> so they were like, oh, maybe it's a little wish fulfillment that yeah. he doesn't go to jail for murdering a, a whole white family in a white suburb where almost ain't no black people there. So yeah, like that's not how that would probably turn out in real life, even if in real life white people were, you know, taking no. folks' bodies over. But but you know, for the purposes of the audience and them having a uh I don't know if you want to call it more enjoyable experience, more like and like ease you down to the ground a little easier moment. Yeah, on the ending. I, I, I feel like that's where that came from. And I don't know why, I guess too, like like now that you mentioned get out, I definitely feel like that was a realistic thing. Like he may have never killed people a day in his life, but he was definitely operating off of adrenaline. Like mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. so that was fight or flight. She yeah. was more, it was just too calculating, I think. I I felt like well, it was too it was it, it was too much of how she moved was more like a person that has killed before. So or you're saying you, you, it, it just didn't before. seem uh the way she was moving was like very not stoic but it just it didn't feel sloppy you know right so so up to this point to the in this whole entire movie it, a lot of it felt pretty realistic in a sense right you okay. know even from like how she tried to get away from them or one scene that I thought was extremely interesting for some reason was when they literally first off this was stupid they tried to grab her in broad daylight in front of all these people right one of my favorite things in the whole movie when just the, the protesters just get involved and help her. Like I thought Yeah, that but was, you know this does right. happen and, though. And I think I don't think I've ever seen that in the movie before where like <laughs> what happens in real just, life a lot though, which is yeah, you know. that's what I'm saying. So all of these things are realistic up until a point, and I might be be stuck on this too long because it just stood out so much to me, was that was how it like she shifted so quick into that role you know what the reason i bought it even beyond all the stuff we just talked about was there's a lot of chaos happening because first off when you stick your head out you just don't think she's there because you don't think she's gonna fight you back 
And so when that nail gun happens, there's that. But then on top of that, why he's so you got the, the best assassin, I guess, or leader, whatever you want to call him. When he sees that, he's like, oh, shit. But in the middle of that, his other dude getting stabbed. They're just like he's he he's in a situation that's foreign, too. And he's he's shook, you know, like this things happening. This should not be happening on in his mind. Either. He's starting to get sloppy, you know, like so that's why I, I, I felt like the moment didn't feel that off. Now, when she went up to do and she shot him in the head, like the last time with the nail gun, I was like, yeah, all right, that's almost like assassin level. <laughs> like, screw it, I'm going to just... But then it's like, I'm just going to make sure. I know, like, look, you know, every time I watch, like, a horror movie or something like that, I'm always, if I were in the movie, I'd be like, we going to chop the heads off, we going to cut the arms off, we gonna, the limbs, everything. We going to make sure yeah. this don't come back. If Michael Myers go, do 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 I'm like, hey, he might get back up. We need to take some legs off something. Well, that's, that's why I'm saying, like, I think that's what throws me. So, okay, I don't know why I was... So after I watch Kimmy, you know how it's just be other movies they show like suggested movies underneath it. I'm gonna use this for example. No, nobody was one of the suggested movies, right? Mm -hmm. With Bob Odenkirk. Odenkirk, thank you. And so I've never watched the movie, but there was something in the trailer I thought was super interesting. And and like from what I got from the movie, somebody broke into the house and he didn't do anything originally, right? And so his neighbor and, and everything was like, man. I wish I wish he would have broken to my place. I would have did this. I would have did that. And I, I I think about how realistic that is because it's a lot of times people talk about what they would have did. But if you was really in that situation, you probably wouldn't have did that. Wait a minute, that movie's on HBO Max. That movie's yeah, on great. HBO Max. That's definitely. a great movie, but that movie Yo. does the trope of it does the same trope as Taken, where like he's a seemingly normal guy, and then you find what? out he has these incredible skills. I and I wanted to watch the, this. Oh my god! The, reason, the reason Odenkirk held back is because he like basically didn't want to just destroy these people because he's right. so good at fighting. He had to hold back, and then he sort of gets back in touch with his previous self. And what I like about Kimmy is like she doesn't turn out to be, you know, a special forces. She's <laughs> 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 just a really regular person, and I think. The the lesson of the end, like, yeah, her the nail gun thing might not be the most realistic thing, but one kind of movie making lesson I got out of this movie, and it's the same one with Get Out. You know, it might be more realistic if Daniel Kaluuya had gotten arrested at the end of Get Out, but first they present that possibility and then they subvert it by having him escape immediately. It is so palpably emotional, like such a fucking huge release when he gets out and you're so happy and you walk out just like flooded with joy and with this movie i was just like flooded with joy as she killed those three guys and then got to call it in and be like (laughs) yeah what are you gonna do i did it i also i had the same thing because this movie did a lot of rip from the headline stuff i think this is a movie that does a great job of reflecting how life is now Mm -hmm. um, yeah crazier parts of life now I remember seeing these reports of black vans pulling up and just arresting people in, it was in the Pacific Northwest and I think it was Portland, not Seattle where this movie is set, but just black vans would just pull up and arrest people and nobody knew where they were taken. And so- Oh yeah, that did happen uh, yeah, in black Portland. Black vans pull up yeah. and they try to pull Angela into one and the crowd just goes wild. I just assumed that that crowd has heard these reports and they're like, not on my watch. And I love when just regular people get to be heroic in a movie instead of being cowards or groveling or whatever. Um, yeah. It happened in Spider-Man too, also. And I, just, I was going to say, I was just thinking about Spider-Man yeah. too. That was a good moment. Yeah, oh, God, he's that was just such a, a kid. 
<laughs> don't worry, Spider Man, we got you. I forgot what they said, but basically, you know, nobody yeah. told. Um, so there was something else I wanted to bring up real quick before I got to Kevin. But oh yes, I do really, 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 really want to give uh, Steven Soderbergh like a lot of like. Uh, I mean, I'm sure everybody like knows the dude's a great director, but there's just some really cool stuff about um, choices they make. Keith, you brought up movement. Um, you know, uh, Angela's very when she first walks outside, it's like a very like. If you know, she's always against the wall, mm-hmm. you know, the whole time. And she's walking like really stiff, like her shoulders are up. And it's just like a very like stiff walk. Like I can't really explain mm-hmm. it very well, but if you see it, you know it. <laughs> I, um, I was laughing at her walk the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, but but you notice when she, shit she got real. A little bit. She but you did know, it a little bit at, at, at home too, but then she it, it elevated once she stepped outside. <laughs> nah, but when shit got real, that turned into a real Olympic sprint. She quit. It was like, ain't no time to do that no more. It's time to run. <laughs> like she was all that, 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 you know, really weird gait that was gone. She was just running. And that was just, it was just like a lot of small stuff like that. But the other cool thing about that too, was like the way the camera was working. Like there's some really cool camera work when she's outside her apartment the whole time. Like you can feel like her anxiety at different moments in different ways, like whether she feels disoriented or like when she has the drug in her and she's trying to get to her apartment, just the way the camera is like shifting such a way, like you feel that volatility in that moment in a way Mm -hmm. that's really cool. Um, But I really, really want to get back to, I feel like the most unappreciated man, Kevin, because here's the thing, even if she wanted to still throw the man across the street a bone, I mean, she could have threw Kevin something. No, he don't deserve nothing. Dude, he got stabbed for. I mean, and then and then he he killed a dude. I mean, that, the dude stabbed him, and he was he was trying to survive too. But like, well, just, I mean, I mean, he get a dude to date. No, he don't deserve no date. Why he not? was a stalker. I mean, she was stalking too. Dude, she, no, she that, can't be out here. That's, that's, a, that's a dude she has an actual romantic relationship with. I'm no not romantic finna, relationship. I'm not. I'm not finna sit up here and get the the creepy guy, the the in the benefit of the doubt. The creepy dude like, who saved your life. You've been stabbed up in one form. Yeah, man. I, I ain't finna. I mean, I'm just. I'm just speaking. My. I'm just being realistic. Don't Kevin a bone. That that that's how. Right, no. If, if she might not be attracted to him, all he did was do. It, he was a good citizen. All he did was save her life. Yeah, I mean, they killing mean, assassin for her. that's all mean, he did. That don't mean she should even... Look, that don't <laughs> mean she deserved him a date. Man, he took a knife for it. I'm just saying. Look, Bruh, I don't I'll care. Just, look, I, I'm. <laughs> Maybe she should have to get married to him, and he, she can grow to love him. Nah. I wasn't going that far. But I mean, that's that's what you're saying, basically. The, the yeah. man's so unappreciated. Like she, oh man, I, I was hurt for him. I was like, oh Kevin, like she's st- right. she couldn't even go get eggs with you. Not one no, time because she don't like him. Let her like who she like. Yo, that dude ain't do nothing. He he ain't even like um, really. He, hey, she, like he that. did something. He, came he over did there do something and blew that back out. That's what hey. he did. Kevin ain't <laughs> Kevin, Kevin got some pent up energy, man. We don't know what he about. Nah, he probably man. been watching videos, getting ready. You know, I feel like training. shouldn't nobody be obligated to go on a date with nobody or whatever just because she he he didn't save her life. Did, that's like, I mean, and if that did happen, that would be that's another wishful thinking thing. That's like 
you know that's something that a screenwriter, some nerd just set up and wrote because he wants to be the hero in the story, but he really is a creep. It's like, like my wife said, look, <laughs> if you ain't gonna get Kevin a bone, you could at least just end the movie right when when she do the call and the boyfriend, well, whatever you want to gain the boyfriend, but whatever he is coming over to prosecute the guy, you just end it right there, boom, done. How I'm seeing for Kevin that he just did this and then she's like, hey, this is my boyfriend. Oh, hey, what's up, dude? How's it going? Oh, no, no, he knew, he knew. Ain't no way he know. Ain't no yeah, way because he's he been watching her for the longest. I know. That's true. He's been watching, he probably watching the bone through the window. Kevin's a creep. Right. That's why I'm saying he's been watching them. He she right. is a creep. Look, hold up. Let's let's just be she had creepy behavior. I don't give a damn if she know him or not. Like, even when she was watching him when he was frustrated about whatever she had done and said, I can't remember now. Um, okay, I guess like creepy, oh, oh, creepy woman. Cause, cause he wanted to take her to a restaurant. She said no, and then she watches him go into his apartment and throw some shit, and then he closes the thing, the shades, because he knows she watching. Attractive people thing. can't be creeps. Yes, yeah. attractive Ooh, people attractive can't be creeps. People are creeps. I mean, she she could be she she technically could be a creep. Like what what the Polish guy kept calling her uh, fake sexiness. Oh, that guy was a creep too. Yeah. No, that was a real. <laughs> no, that was a creep. That he, guy's a creep. But she, um, I don't, but this is the thing. They had a relationship, though. She don't even know Kevin. That's two different things. Right. Like, it's one thing to be kind of looking at a person through that window that you actually know and you're having sex with than the person that you don't know. You don't, she like, how do you even know my name? Like, hey, look, that that's the online arena, baby. See, you ain't, he, you ain't online like that. I, I, I got up. people whose names I don't know. I've been playing games with them and i see them every now and then like once or twice every five to six years and it's like we we never were apart we barely speak the same language i don't like i said i don't know their government at all i just know what they call themselves when we get in the tournament that's it and we drink and we laugh and it's all good <laughs> i'm just saying like the way people have online relationships and stuff like that sometimes it's a little different now they, they don't even have, have that to be fair they're they, not yeah, they're they to be fair. You but, you know but you know what? When you take right. a knife for me, that's what I'm trying to say. You got you take a knife for me. Yeah, like, hey, you you in the crew? Bro, you in nah. the crew? Uh-uh. <laughs> if you, I feel, go out I feel your like way. he just did a decent. He did a decent thing. Now, mind you, he could have died. Yeah, what do you mean? He just wrong. did a decent thing. That's the that's the only thing you can't. This ain't you. You give up a fr- like a kill so your friend can get the last one or some or like. You, you stepping in the way of something Diablo like this ain't this ain't fantasy this real life baby he's showing like, up it's like you're you're following someone in your car to stalk them and then you notice that someone else is gonna mug them and you call nine one one are you a hero wait a minute we don't know if this is nefarious it's purposely ambiguous we don't know if he's crazy all I know if is he's willing if, to- you're, if you're watching a lady through her window you're a creep and you she, know her man she's looked at him too she know he looking. No, she didn't know nothing about this. She man. looked at him in the beginning of the movie. Maybe because she, mm-hmm. what you talking about? She saw Kevin. Yeah, I don't remember. No, no, no. They looked at each other. Look, it, she. Oh, maybe she maybe because she felt him looking at her. They both drink <laughs> coffee and look at each other all. Well, look at people all day. She look. The weird thing about this, if we just you know taking it all the way, this is basically you know Tim. I think you kind of said this, and I think you were just kind of being sarcastic about the comparison between the things we just happen to look at. However, these are about people who just look at other people through their windows drinking wine or coffee whatever the fuck they got in their you know cups just you know very different approaches yeah to what happens <laughs> but you know do people be doing this stuff I'll, I'll say this uh 
every time I look out the window, I'm terrified that a neighbor is going to be out there and see that I'm looking out the window and think I'm looking at them. Like, <laughs> just don't, don't be creepy. Hey, the, that literally happens. Like, how's the weather? Is it snowing? And like, if a neighbor looks back at me, I'm like, I'm not looking at you. I'm sorry. We just say keep to. <laughs> no, I was gonna say that that actually happened to me, man. Like I'm just, Ugh. you know, drinking coffee and you know, just walking, and I just see a woman like pretty much, you know, half naked, like across the way. Yeah. And she just, you know, she closes the blinds real quick, and I'm like, damn, did she see me? And did she think <laughs> I was looking at her? Or because it happened like like at the exact moment, and I was like, damn. And, <laughs> because I tried like, not to window, move. huh? Because it's like, why are you in the window? I wasn't looking at no, 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 no. I mean, her. Like, why? Why would you be doing that with the window open? I don't know what the fuck she was doing, but I just know I saw it and I felt some type of way, and I was like, "Dang, she probably think I'm creepy as shit." She gonna call the police? You're right. Why are you at the window, damn near naked? So, yeah, whatever. Look, I'll drop it. I'm just saying. I mean, he took a knife for you, like. All right, we're near the end. This man a dinner or something? I don't know. Like, be nice to him. Look, we gotta get. We, let's get off of this. Uh, you own whatever women you help in some big way. Uh, <laughs> I respectfully disagree. It's fine. We can. We have different opinions and viewpoints here. Um, Stay. <laughs> Kevin needs some love. Uh, anybody closing thoughts? I'm just saying she had. She got creepy behavior too. If I've had attractive people do some weird stalker stuff to me. It doesn't feel good either way. Whether you're attractive or not, it's bad. Just right, don't do that well, stuff. Well, if, if somebody is fine as Zoe Kravitz was, was being creepy towards me, I'll take it. If, you, if well, I, you if know I, what? I, as soon as we, we close this, I will tell you one of the people who you know. Anyway, so. Okay. Yes, we... Yeah, yeah you, can't, you can't say that shit anymore. You'll get fired. Uh, <laughs> in Romania, we won't have me too for 50 years. At this right. point, it's 15 years. Well, 15 years. 13 i don't know somewhere in there all right doesn't matter i ain't press charges it's cool baby oh my god anyway um what do we say all right what we're then um <laughs> so if you got this far we appreciate you making this far um that means you liked it that means you should probably subscribe and give us a five-star review and recommend to a friend we really appreciate that um as well as follow us on the socials where keith will tell you where to go Okay, we're just on Instagram, and you can follow us at the Low Key Pod. Perfect, perfect. And Tim, anything uh, worth plugging at Move Maker? Um, no. Uh, our, like, I mean, I guess our new issue is on newsstands now with Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson from The Batman, also starring yes. Zoe Kravitz. Yes, just so happens. Right, right. I yes. watch anything with her in it. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm just that's just me. But anyway. <laughs> So wait a minute. All right, quick question. So now that you've seen her in this, I know you you um, you know like her performances, but are you more confident in in the Batman now? Her in her Catwoman performance uh, coming up. I, I have to in everything about the Batman, honestly. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. It's gonna be pretty dope. God, it's so close, man. March is right here. Right. Yeah, we definitely had to do that. We like. I I think we can all agree we're gonna have to review that. Yeah, definitely. 100%. All right, perfect. Well, with that, we're going to close. Thanks, everybody, for joining us, and we'll see y'all next week. Okay, peace. See you.